What's your name? Janiah. And how old are you? Eleven. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he gives us what we need when we pray for it. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus, and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world, and the hope of living with him forever, so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else, and why he wants you to join him. Hey Finn, how's it going? Great, like my goggles? I love them. Did you have a good Christmas with your family? Yeah. Did you get those goggles? Um, I got this like about a month before. Okay. What did you do for Christmas? Well, we, um, I got this, um, robotic turtle. Cool. My son has been praying for snow for Christmas. Have you ever seen snow before? Actually, yes. For one time for Christmas, when I was only three, my family went on a trip, and I got to get some carbon dioxide um, tanks and sureness. You got to see the snow? Yeah. Cool. One time we flew on a submarine to another coral reef for a trip. Awesome. So... Finn, have any fish gotten the coronavirus in your coral reef, or is that only a sickness above the ocean? It's only above the ocean. Okay. This year has certainly been a chance to trust our God, who's always in control, no matter how scared we feel. The Israelites wanted kings to rule over them, but many times the kings themselves and the people forgot God was the true king over their lives. Last week, we talked about Amaziah, who fought the king of Israel named Jehoash and was taken captive. So the people of Judah took his 16-year-old son Uzziah and made him king. Yeah, and he started out good, but then he turned from the Lord. Are you giving away the story? (laughs) Yeah. Now, King Uzziah was also known by another name, but we'll just call him Uzziah to keep from getting confused. What was his nickname? His nickname was Azariah, but we have a lot of A names in our story today, so we'll just call him Uzziah. Abadiah, Azariah, Zechariah, Zerodiah, Ledaiah, Azdoeh, Abar, Okay. So... He ended up ruling in Jerusalem for 52 years. 52 years! I've never heard of a king that ruled for 52 years. <laughs> how did he live for... How did he live 52 years later? Some people have died at the age of 52. That's true. His mom was from Jerusalem and may have taught him about the Lord because Uzziah did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. For a while. 
just as his father Amaziah had done, for a while at least. Well, so exactly like Amaziah and Solomon and Jehoash. Mm-hmm. But he didn't remove the high places, and the people kept offering sacrifices and burning incense there. What? As long as Uzziah obeyed the Lord, God gave him success. Uzziah went to war against the Philistines, breaking down some of their walls and rebuilding towns for himself. God helped him fight against the Philistines, the Meunites, and Arabs from Gerbaal. Wait, who are the Arabs? Sounds like a plan. Well, we don't know much about them in this story. Oh yeah, I remember the Jebusites too. The Ammonites even brought to Uzziah the gifts he told them to bring. He became famous all the way to the border of Egypt because he had become very powerful. Uzziah built strong towers in Jerusalem and in the desert. He dug lots of wells because he had a lot of livestock. He loved the farmland, so he had people working in his fields and vineyards, in the hills and in the rich lands. Sounds like a pretty powerful king. Mm-hmm. His army was even well-trained. The total number of family leaders who were over the fighting men was 2,600. An many- army of 300,500 men was under their command. What? The men were trained for war and were a powerful force against the king's enemies. 600,600 men? 300,000. Uzziah provided the entire army with shields, spears, helmets, coats of armor, bows, and stones for their slings. In Jerusalem, he invented machines to be used on the towers and on the corners of city walls. What are their machines called? Tanks? Well, these machines were used by men who shot arrows from the walls. So you can imagine what oh, they might have yeah, been Oh, yeah, I think like. I've heard of them. They're like, they're kind of like crossbones, only they don't use men, and they're like huge. Yeah, the machines were also used by men to throw large stones from the walls. I thought they were just used to shoot really, real. I thought they were just used to shoot spears. Hmm. Or maybe they were, they were going big arrows. <laughs> Uzziah became famous everywhere. Big fat arrows. God greatly helped him until he became powerful. What do you think that means? When I became so powerful, I mean really, 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 really powerful. Ding! (laughs) After Uzziah became powerful, his pride brought him down. He wasn't faithful to the Lord his God. He entered the Lord's temple, to burn incense on the altar for burning incense. Hooray! But what was wrong with that? Nothing. What does it mean to have pride? To to think that you're really good. Mm Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that he did was enter the Lord's temple to burn incense on the altar for burning incense. But there was someone else who was supposed to do that. Do you know who that was? Who? The priests. 
And so Azariah the priest followed him in. So did 80 other brave priests of the Lord. 80 priests? There's like only 10 priests (laughs) at 80. They stood up to Uzziah saying, Uzziah, it isn't right for you to burn incense to the Lord. Only the priests are supposed to do that. They are members of the family line of Aaron and have been set apart to burn incense. So get out of here. Leave the temple. You haven't been faithful. The Lord God won't honor you. So do you think he's going to rush out of the temple? Please tell me he did. Why did tell me he did? Please mm-hmm. just tell me he did. Uzziah was holding a shallow cup and was ready to burn incense in it. He became angry and shouted at the priests in the Lord's temple. He did it near the altar for burning incense. While he was shouting, a skin disease suddenly broke out on his forehead. Tell me it was in the leprosy. It was. Seriously. Azariah, the chief priest, and all the other priests saw the skin disease and hurried him out of the temple. Why? Because they were hoping the skin disease would would go away. Even Uzziah really wanted to leave. He knew that the Lord was making him suffer. Does that mean he turned back to the Lord? Well, it says that King Uzziah had the skin disease until the day he died. He lived in a separate house because he had the disease, and he wasn't allowed to enter the Lord's temple ever again. That's what happened when you had a skin disease. You weren't allowed to go into the temple because you had to be clean. Uzziah's son Jotham then took charge of the palace and ruled over the people of the land. The other events of Uzziah's rule from beginning to end were written down by Isaiah the prophet. Isaiah! I remembered that your son writing a book of the law. (laughs) Uh, A different Isaiah. Ah! Isaiah was the son of Amos. So Uzziah joined the members of his family. You may may read someone named Amos? (laughs) Uzziah joined the members of his family who had already died. He was buried near them in a royal burial ground. Everyone knew he had gotten the skin disease. Wait, his son Joe, Joshua got the skin disease? Jotham? Yes. No, but everyone knew that Uzziah had had the skin disease (laughs) and had to be separate from everybody and from the Lord's temple. Because of his sin. Now, we're going to be talking a lot more about the prophet Isaiah. So I wanted to share a story from the book of Isaiah that happened the year that King Uzziah died. Okay? Isaiah saw a vision from the Lord. God was sitting on his throne and his robe filled the temple. He was highly honored. These creatures named seraphs were above him. Each of them had six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. 
With two wings they covered their feet, and with two wings they were flying. They were calling out to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord who rules over all. The whole earth is full of his glory. The sound of their voices caused the stone door frame to shake, and the temple was filled with smoke. How terrible it is for me, Isaiah cried out. I'm about to be destroyed. My mouth speaks sinful words, and I live among people who speak sinful words. Now I have seen the king with my own eyes. He is the Lord who rules over all. A seraph flew over to him. He was holding a hot coal. He had used tongs to take it from the altar. He touched Isaiah's mouth with the coal, saying, This has touched your lips. Your guilt has been taken away. Your sin has been paid for. Then he heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who will I send? Who will go for us? Isaiah said, Here I am, send me. So God said, Go and speak to these people. God told Isaiah that the people wouldn't listen to his message and would be taken away from their land because of their sin. No, no. But the people who did follow God would be like stumps of trees that began to grow again. And the next chapter talks about God's promise to send a son named Emmanuel, which means God with us. And a couple chapters after that, Isaiah would talk about a time when the people who walked in darkness would see a great light, a son who would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. He would come to rule with justice and righteousness and be the king forever and ever. Many years later, after Jesus had come, his disciple John wrote about Jesus as the light coming into the world. God taking on flesh and coming to live with us. What do you think it was like for Isaiah the prophet to know a little about this and the disciples to realize that Jesus was the one Isaiah had talked about so many years before? Isaiah was very thankful. To be able to know that there was going to be a king coming? Yes. Someone to rescue them? Yes. So let's jump back to King Uzziah and talk about his choices. What were some of his successes as king? Um, being powerful, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like the the wells and the livestock, and he was defeating the armies and getting more and more land. So he listened to a religious teacher named Zechariah for a while, but then what happened after he became powerful? He yelled at priests. Mm-hmm. Why did he yell at them? He was prideful. Prideful. Mm. Do you think his sin in the temple was the beginning of his turning away from God? I hope. Or do you think that maybe he his heart had started to turn away from God even before that? 
please tell me that that was the beginning. I don't think so. Because one of his biggest sins, like you said, was called pride. And what's pride again? Um... Thinking you're good? It's usually thinking that you're better or that you know better than anyone else how to run your life and how to do the jobs that you want to do. And the worst root of pride is thinking that we know better than God what's right and what we should do. That made Uzziah forget God's holiness and think he could decide to be a priest as well as a king. So what did the priests do when they saw Uzziah getting ready to burn incense? They tried to stop him. Mm-hmm. And how did Uzziah respond? Yelling. So what did God do? Ah, I've got leprosy! Mm-hmm. So not only could he not be a priest... He also couldn't ever go into the temple again because of his leprosy. He couldn't even rule as king anymore. So let's compare Uzziah to Isaiah's vision of being in the temple. What was different? Um, he got touched with a coal. Isaiah did. Mm-hmm. He didn't yell at any priests. Mm-hmm. He saw these odd creatures. Mm-hmm. How did he act being in the temple? Scared. Yeah. Was Uzziah acting scared? No. Mm -mm. His, Isaiah's response to God's holiness was to realize how unworthy he was to even be there because of his sin. So what did God do? Touch him with a coal. Yeah, he sent one of the creatures to do that. Isaiah wasn't paying for his own sins, but instead being made clean by God so that God could send him out to do his work. When Isaiah realized that God had taken away his sin, what was his response? What did he do when God asked who would go for him? Me, 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 That's right. He did. For many years and during a few different king's reigns, he faithfully proclaimed God's truth and judgment, even though God had told him most of the people would reject God's words and his offer of grace. On the outside, compared to a successful king, Isaiah was a failure. But to God, he was faithful and accomplished God's purposes. But there was someone who would come many years later to be a prophet, a priest, and a king. And he would do each of those roles perfectly in humble obedience to the Father's will. He was rejected like Isaiah, not because of sin like Uzziah, but because of God's purposes and in accordance to his redemption plan. God knew that Jesus would be rejected, and he made a way for our sin to be taken away forever. He is still a holy God, 
and always will be. But he wanted us to see our sin and that God is the only one who can take it away. That happens by God's grace as we turn from our sins and receive Jesus by faith. Then we won't just get to be in his presence forever, but he sends his spirit into our hearts as a promise that we will never be apart from him again. And whether our lives look successful on the outside or not, we can ask God to help us live in humility like Christ did, telling him each day that we want him to be the ruler of our lives instead of us. Did you have a favorite part of the story or something that surprised you, Finn? He, um, he got leprosy. You were surprised that he, God gave him leprosy? How many people get leprosy today? That's a great question. We'll have to look that up. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we can't do anything without you. Please give us hearts like Jesus loving others with his love, and trusting you to be the one in charge of our lives, even when we don't get what we want. Please take away any pride in our hearts and help us to faithfully remember your truth and promises. We love you. Amen. Well, Finn, do you have a joke before we go? What did the horse say to the donkey when they ran into each other? What? Hey, watch where you're going. (laughs) All right. To your house, quiet mouse. I'm not a mouse! And I want to say a huge thank you to the newest Patreon supporters. To Luke and also to Eleanor. Thank you guys so much. And I also want to give a shout out to the continuing Patreon supporters, Mark and Carol and Chris and Dustin and the Renegade. Thank you so much for helping to continue spreading the word for why Jesus is better. And if you want to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash Alicia Yoder, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com slash A-L-I-C-I-A-Y-O-D-E-R. And if you become a monthly supporter, you can have early access to the newest episodes, and you'll also be helping to cover the costs for web hosting and audio hosting. Thanks so much, guys. See you next time.